You're listening to episode 49 of the Reading Coast podcast. If you're a book lover who may be interested in joining our online book club, please visit our website at thereadingcove.com. For December 2014, we're discussing In the Hope of Rising Again by Helen Scully. So hi, I am Millennia in Florida. I'm Roberta in Georgia. And Roberta and I are here to discuss our December 2014 pick in The Hope of Rising Again by Helen Scully. And this was our 169th book and it was chosen by uh, Cheryl. So what did we think? The overall um, grade was a C minus. So this wasn't a, a very popular selection. No, most of us, a lot of us voted for it. But as other, other books we've picked in the past, it sounded good in the synopsis, but mm-hmm. it turned out to be a little bit more disappointing than its premise. Yeah, I found it was kind of bad timing for me because, you know, it's the holidays and Whereas I may have had a little more patience with it at a different time of the year, like if I'd read it last month. But um, this time I was just, I just didn't have the time to devote to it. And the writing style was very snoozy for me. So I just found myself skimming to, to get through to the end. So just so that I could contribute something to our discussion. <laughs> well, I said for once you and I were not exactly, but we were closer in our ratings more so than usual. Right. Um, my husband was asking me recently, well, what book are you talking about for your podcast this time? And I told him, he said, well, what's it about? So, you know, he, I told him some of the things. He says, well, it sounds pretty good. Why didn't you like it better? And I said, well, the main thing was that the beginning of the book, it just sort of meandered back and forth in time. And there's really no reason for the the author to do it that way, because after a certain point, then it did stay chronological. So uh, I I can deal with books that go back and forth, but they have their reasons for that, just to show uh, slowly unravel plot points or secrets from the past or whatever. But this, I, I didn't see any reason uh at the beginning for it to go back and forth in time other than to confuse you um but i i thought it could have been a better book if it uh and this was her debut novel so mm-hmm. sometimes people can kind of grow from there but it's hard to say but um also as some of the members had said during our um online discussion i didn't understand why there had to be so many brothers yeah, four brothers. Four brothers, because they, as they said, they were sort of interchangeable. You didn't pay that much attention to their names, even because <laughs> they all seemed fairly similar in the in their uh, the way they acted. Though when I was describing it to my husband, he was saying, "Well, what about these brothers?" And I said, "Well, they were they were smart, but they mm-hmm. were sorry." That's the way. Yeah, they, and it felt. I sorry. call that I call that plot bloat. It just kind of feels like plot bloat, like she just had it in her head that the family was supposed to be a big family, but there wasn't enough character development for to to sustain it or to support it. Right. So it's like she could have just had one brother. She could have just right. condensed them all into one brother. One sorry brother because... Yeah. <laughs> The only one that really played sort of a, a role in her life to make things different was the one who went to MIT. Mm-hmm. So you knew he had to be smart right. um, and that he had introduced her to Along that mm-hmm. to add a little bit of a, a twist to the plot. Right. And I just, I don't know, it was to me, 
a boring book, but we had one member who enjoyed it, and that's Mary in Scotland, and she gave it a B. Everyone else gave it a C or less. I think there were like several C minuses and one DNF. Nicole wasn't able to finish it. And, you know, I, I take my hat off to everybody who was able to finish it, especially, you know, at, at holiday time, because <laughs> right. it wasn't a very engaging narrative. I found it the narrative just was boring. I mean, it was an interesting period in time. And I think um, Cove member Marianne had pointed out that she hadn't read a whole lot of books that were set right after the Civil War. Like you read a lot of books set during. This one was set after and it, it was kind of this family's going from being very wealthy and, and hard times they fall on after the war. Right, right. Because the, the Civil War did have a huge impact on everybody's life, whether really a lot of times, whether they were most definitely in the South, but even the people in the North, that it, it changed a lot of things for the whole country at that time. Yeah. yeah. It brought a lot of changes. And it, and it, it was interesting. And then it, it did uh, show in Regina's life how what a horrible impact the Depression had on people. Mm-hmm. Because she said she had come from a family where there, you know, money was there and the brothers lived a, a life of charm for a long time because they didn't have to worry about getting a job or, or making their own money. Right. But then, as usual, they kind of fell on her uh, when they were having a hard time and didn't realize that she was in just as bad a shape, if not worse, than them because she had children to worry about too mm-hmm. but i mean and i just think there is a lot of uh, interesting historical uh, facts brought to light and, and shown through uh, s- several characters that it, it could have been a lot different they could have um made, as you may said made a more engaging book mm-hmm. if it had just been handled a, a different way so i mean i did have to admire as you say regina three because right. um she she was the one that was the most developed that you could relate to more that she had to be the one to be tough so she could go on and survive not just even for herself but for those who depended on her yeah and she handled the adversities a lot better than her husband charles oh yeah well i i think that yeah that um having business go bad and then um losing a child would be enough to crack anybody but especially him he just he just seemed from the very beginning sort of not quite as strong and tough as maybe other people had been in her life. Right. And she sort of compared everybody to her father. Father. Mm-hmm. Since she was so close to him. Yeah. But um, I, I think even if he had married her, Charles would have had problems somewhere along the line because he just wasn't as strong as a lot of other people and... He wasn't as good at business as he could have been. The things would have turned out different, though you don't know with the times and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how things can happen in a story, but if it's told in a flat way or just a way that's not very engaging, like the writing style that the author has, it's it's amazing because you could see the same book being written by someone else and it being a very different experience. Right. You know, it holds your attention better or whatever. But when it first, when I first started the story, I thought it was, you know, okay, it started pretty interesting. They get married and they go off and, um, and then she's just kind of sitting at home pining for Charles to come home. He was her whole life. And then it goes off into um, his family. Right. 
<laughs> and it was like, that's when it lost my interest. It was just so boring. And I kind of renamed it. You know, I like to rename them. Yes. <laughs> I renamed this one in the hope of not yawning again. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> because it was just that kind of narrative. And I do love that the author is, is um, was so young when she wrote this because oh, she was yeah. pretty young. And it's interestingly the only book that's attributed to this author so far. Right. And I, ju- I thought, you know, wow, like you said, maybe, you know, if she wrote more, it would, her writing style could, could probably get more, a little more engaging. Right. But um, it's interesting that she's so young and she would pick this time in history to write about. Right, right. Because they, they usually said, write what you know, and mm-hmm. this was had to be all research since she's as you said, really young. Like 20-something, I think. Right. So this had to be research, but maybe it was just a period of time that... um, Interest her. Interest her. So many people, there's just tons and tons and tons of books about the Civil War, Mm -hmm. uh, but but you don't read much about what happened after it other than more in uh, nonfiction type books. But but this really uh, addressed the after effects of the war and how it changed people's lives and made things different for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, and, and then I tell you that um, the Regina too, I tell you that one was a piece of work. That, <laughs> that That's the kind of mother you think, thank goodness that I didn't have a mother like that. that exactly. Because she partly, she was jealous because Regina three and her dad had such such a close relationship, yeah. but the mother and daughter, they didn't, seemed to get along well i think because the mother really i think she was uh cared more about the sons even though they were sorry mm-hmm. but because uh, i guess she feared they would take care of her in her old age or whatever but she she was just way too demanding, demanding. Uh, yeah. and, and she she wasn't the warm fuzzy type she was just very harsh and domineering yeah. So it'd be enough to drive anybody away. They tell a little bit, but you don't really get that much knowledge of why she turned that way. Whether there was this inherent character flaw from the get-go, or whether just the everyday stresses and strain of life turned her like that. Yeah, yeah. I I just think I would have enjoyed it more if if it was a different writing style. Right. It did have an interesting premise and. Even though there was a lot of tragedy, sometimes in life there's a lot of tragedy, especially yeah. during those time periods, so especially during the Depression, that not many people had a very good time of it during that time. A few people were fortunate, and what I thought was interesting, too, I guess they just brought it up that, to show that she had a chance that when that guy came uh, walking through on his way to Florida, mm-hmm. it warned her about getting her money out, but... Of course she didn't because he just seemed like he was a nut job. Exactly. <laughs> and I guess if, if, if somebody had like come by us or t- come to talk to us about something like that, we'd say, well, get out of here, you know, before mm-hmm. I call the cops. Because he just seemed like he was just crazy. But he may have been. He knew a, what he was talking about. But yeah. he was sort of like the, the voice of doom that people didn't listen to. Exactly. Because it was going to be worthless. Right. So, it, but it, that's another thing. If if she had listened to him, it wouldn't have been as as uh, good of a story, even towards the end, because then there wouldn't have been any drama or any things to go through if she'd saved the money. They all would have gone along in their usual ways. It wouldn't have made for any 
hard times or whatever. Any conflict, yeah. Any conflict. And then, I, I'm, for people who've read the book, sorry, we read it, we can give you spoilers, but what I thought was was uh, really kind of neat, and I could see how it could happen, it wasn't that crazy, is that at the end, that at least Charles had done one thing right, he kept the mineral rights to that land, so all of a sudden, afterwards, uh, Regina had pl- plenty of money from that the oil that mm-hmm. we found on the land. so and, and that could happen, things like that. You hear things happening like that. So, yeah. you know, eventually, because even once the Depression was over, if it hadn't been for that, I don't see that Regina's life would be that much better, that even though there was was jobs, the only thing I could think she might have been able to get something during uh, World War II when women were working all kinds of jobs. jobs. But she still would have been struggling yeah. the whole time. So she, she wouldn't have had a, a better life in her later years, if it hadn't been for that unusual occurrence, I would I didn't like it so much just because of the facts I've already mentioned here. But mm-hmm. it it would have been a, a better book, as you said, with a little bit of different writing style. And um, I'll look forward to seeing if there is something later by this author so we can compare it to. And um, you know, I would try reading one of her books again because I I do find the setting uh, component interesting. And um, I think it was well-researched. So, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to reading Helen Scully again. But I, I think I gave this one a C. So well, I think I gave it maybe a C or C+. Plus. I think it was C+. Plus. So we were close this yeah, time. Yeah, we're close. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's our discussion of um, Helen Scully's In the Hope of Rising Again. And we want to thank you listeners for tuning in. As always, leave us your comments. Let us know if you read this book um, and what you thought of it. And stay tuned for next episode. We'll be discussing The Dressmaker by Kate Alcott. And Kate will be joining us on the podcast next month. So we're really excited, yeah, for to talk to her about The Dressmaker. So come back next time. Bye. Bye.